Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. I'm a genius on the mic. Yeah. That's what everybody says. Yes, you sure are. <laughs> Good morning. It is still morning. Here. Good morning here. Good morning here. Good time to you, wherever you wherever are. Wherever you are. Whenever you are. When, oh, nice. Uh, okay. Are we ready? Well, yeah. So what's going on in this? I got some biz to talk time. about. All right. Well, this time mm-hmm. we're going to do a mishmash mm-hmm. of the use. A mix of. A mi- um, and the unuse, mm-hmm. which I think is maybe the use now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So um, <laughs> um, I will, let's do a little bookish news okay. and talk about some things. And then um, you pointed out to me that October is actually National Book Month. I don't know. We've it, been busy. <laughs> it is. So, but like, here's the thing. In addition to National Book Month, it is also National Everything National month. Everything yeah. Month, including National Pickled Peppers Month. Oh, yeah. And some There's other a lot things. of food things. Yeah. National Dropout Prevention Month. Yeah. National Cookie Month. God. Ugh. I can get down with that. I'm hungry. So it's a whole lot of months. So we decided what we would do is just pick some Books. of the celebrations uh-huh. this month in honor of National Book Month, which is this month. Super meta, right? Mm-hmm. And we'd pick some of those. And then give you a couple book recommendations if you wanted to learn more about that thing. Yeah. About that celebration. Or if you're just like, give me something random to read. Bam. Bam. There you go. We can do that. Uh-huh. Really can do. So, uh, and then um, and then probably we'll have some, probably have a little bit to talk about after about stuff that's happening yep. at the library and in Lawrence. Yeah, through. As, as per each time. Oh, don't, take don't, it. oh don't you're taking your earrings out? I am taking my earrings out. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, um, we're going to fight. We're we going to fight on the mic. Oh. <laughs> yo. Oh, boy. No. Okay. No. no. The I'm, other day I did mm-hmm. um, speak an entire Eminem song, though. Did you? Yeah. I had to look mm. at the lyrics for some of it, but, like, for a lot of it, I've got it down. I wake up with Eminem in my head a lot, which is something uncomfortable. <laughs> that's that's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up with Return of the Mac. Really? Yeah. What's which, going on in there? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're like, uh, I maybe we've been talking about the mic right now because Snoop Dogg is coming. Oh, yeah. Snoop. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's going to be here for a late night in the fog, oh God, which if right. you don't live here late in our town, Snoop fog. that's <laughs> late, late night. What is it? I never dog. gone. With it. Oh, um, it, they should hire us for I PR. Don't, I, don't, I don't know. I've never been. Mr. Snoop. Neither. I believe MCs. it is the, like, the, I believe that's like the earliest you can start basketball. Okay. And um, is it like practices late at night? or something? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's something like at midnight, I think, when it turns over, like when the clock turns over. What are people doing awake at then midnight? They have, they're watching, I think they watch like a, a scrimmage game a or something. But apparently, and then they get all hyped up, like, woo, and then Snoop Dogg. And then Snoop, but Snoop Dogg will be there this time. So I don't know what's going to happen. That's cool. Yeah. That's fascinating. Uh-huh. Huh. Actually, that should have gone at the end of yeah, this. Yeah, whoopsies. 
but <laughs> oh <laughs> remix okay, okay wow let's get to bookish this news this has been embarrassing so far shall we <laughs> no yes no this is charming <laughs> <laughs> good so much charm. charm okay let's get to bookish news because yeah. i this has been something i recently was looking at these stats the older stats um for a presentation i did and this popped up again so this survey that was conducted um, this year, January 8th to February 7th, found a Pew, a Pew Research Center survey found that a quarter of U.S. adults, 27%, say they haven't read a book in a whole year or in a part of the past year, whether in print, electronic, or audio form. How does that make you feel? I feel a little sad about it. See, I feel like... You feel good about it? You I feel, feel like, like I you thought, thought it was going to be more. I thought it was going to be like 45%. Or so. I am not. Mm-hmm. I don't have a very good outlook on humanity Well, right now. but, yeah. 27% is uh, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think we can change every one of their minds. It's possible. They just listen to our podcast. It's, um, it's a, you can see a real breakdown though Does that's, have that's on average things? so oh. um so like yeah uh, people, i guess that's high true. school with a high school degree or less 44 uh-huh. percent have not read a book in any format in the past 12 months some okay. college is 22 and college plus is only eight percent have said they've not that's read a freaking nerds yeah i mean i think plus we're reading all these books about how to get out of debt because to college <laughs> So, uh, urban, suburban, 24%. Well, how has that rural. changed, though, over the years? Do you know? Um, it's. I think it was a little, I think it was a little lower. I think it might have been like 24, 25% some before. So. Butts. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we'll work on it. Yeah, we're, we're doing our bit. Yeah. We're doing our part. Yeah. We're trying real hard. Um, it's. It's something that we're working on. But um, but this is the good part is that – and there was, you, you know, uh, there was definitely some breakdown for um, socioeconomic status mm-hmm. and race mm-hmm. that, that were – there were some differences. But even with that, people saying that they um, didn't – they did not – they weren't reading, mm-hmm. they're also saying that um, – Libraries. Okay, so in a 2015 survey, found that some of these demographic groups acknowledge the importance of libraries in their communities and for their families. Black and Hispanic adults, those in lower income households, and adults ages 30 and older were likely to say that their local libraries served them and their families, quote, very well. Nice. So, you know, that highlights the importance of libraries. The libraries doing things and proves that books and beyond. You're an idiot until you turn 30. That also. Because then you realize, oh, libraries also. <laughs> a lot of things. But oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I just thought that was important bookish news. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, you didn't even get to take a look at this. Lit Hub is taking a stab. The hub of literature. Yes, at, which I think is very bold, at the decade's best debuts. Oh, my God, because we're at the end of the decade. We are oh at the God. end of the decade. I forgot about this. Yeah, I got a big... It was st- a lot of pressure. I got a big stack right here. So, um... Oh, boy. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. so that's mm-hmm. since 2011 or 2010, 2010. 2019. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, well, I was going to Were you going to guess? Okay, gonna... guess. 
Guess some. I can't though because now all I can think about. Well, is like Yagyasi on there? I'm going. I don't think so. Butts. Okay. Well, why? But, am I gonna like this list? Yeah, you are actually. Okay. Uh, oh, Yagyasi made honorable mention. Homegoing made she honorable better. mention. Okay. So, um, just the, tell me because I'm okay. afraid I'm the tiger's wife. Taya O'Brett. Who just had a, another mm-hmm. book out that um, Shirley loves, everybody loves. Yes. Inland. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, we the Animals, Justin Torres, <gasps> which I've talked about yeah. on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. You guys need to read it. Um, no Violet. <gasps> oh, yeah. Blowio. We need new names. We need new names. Yeah. The Sympathizer, Viet Tan Win. Garth Greenwell, What Belongs to You. Uh, Nicole Dennis Ben, here comes the sun. Did it? Oh, she's gonna be mm-hmm. so happy. I follow mm-hmm. her on Instagram. Uh, George Saunders, Lincoln and the Bardo. Of wow, that's so weird that they call that a. Debut. I mean, I know, you know it's a debut novel. It's for I get him. That. It was yeah, a debut that's novel. Crazy, yeah. mm-hmm. That's crazy though. Sally Rooney, conversations with friends. Oh, our good friend Tommy Orange. They're there. <gasps> Lingma yes. Severance, mm. and then there were some dissenting. Severance just came out too. Yeah. So they had some dissenting opinions. Oh, N.K. Jemison, uh, yeah. so yeah, that yeah, were yeah, like yeah. they didn't make. They were just barely nudged out, but they felt like they really had to talk about them. Yeah, because you know. she won like thirty thousand Hugo's and Nebulas right. in a row. But well, I was how like, is that not as we do? Well, oh, but like the debut, maybe the debut was not. It just said um, the following books were barely nudged out of the top ten, but we, or at least one of us, couldn't let them pass without comment. That, that sounds, sounds like, like us. Yeah, so it sounds like when it's like <laughs> we're going to uh, talk about two books, but really seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a um, hundred thousand kingdoms. N.K. Jemison. I really did like that. Swamplandia by Karen Russell. Oh yeah, your friendly. Uh, leaving the Atocha Station. Ben Lerner. Oh, we got some Ben Lerner news. Yeah. He'll be here tomorrow. Um, or yesterday. Or when no one ever Um City of Bohane, Kevin Barry. I actually oh, don't know that one. All. Love Me Back, Merit Tears. Hmm. Um, the Vegetarian, Han mm-hmm. Kang, who I didn't read that one, but I read. No. no um, so, oh, yeah. You, uh, the uh, human, human, human Acts. On that book. Oh, man. That was so good. Fever Dream, Samantha Schweblin. Hmm. On Earth, We Are Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Wong. Oh, I like that title. I know. I really want to but read that But you know what's interesting is that these are mm-hmm. all kind of skewing towards the last, like, two years. Because it's mm-hmm. really hard to remember things it that could you read be. when you mm-hmm. read it. Fleischman books. is in Trouble. Taffy Brodesser and Ackner. That just... Awesome. Yeah, that's 2019. And honor- well, then this is just yeah. There's a whole bunch of honorable mm. mentions in here. Robin mm-hmm. Sloan got one from Mr. Penumbra's. Interesting. Um, Let me Celeste Ng, everything I never told you. You want to look at the <gasps> well, honorable yeah, mentions? Yeah, she should have. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, yeah, you guys know I've talked about that book. That book is well. That's I, yeah. I'm just looking at. Okay, so like Teju Cole, Open City is 2011. Oh, mm-hmm. it's going in date order here. Oh uh, yeah. Um. In- Interesting. I like this. Um, oh, Turner House. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they did a good job. Yeah, I, I am so too. not mad. The Mother's Favorite Bennett. Um, cool. I think that this is great. We'll link to this and uh, y'all yeah. can fight about it in the comments. Yeah, you can. But it is very difficult, though. Put up your dukes. To, oh, how could I don't? No, to, how could you? Like, what, who even, where was I in 2011? I don't know. Grad school. Let me remember. Wait, no. I just finished library school. Yeah. What debuts did you read that year? I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't read anything. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> yeah. Li- but library grad school books. That's what I read. Plus, also, I wonder. Ooh, here's a 
statistic someone should give me. I wonder what the um, like trend is of more and more debut authors being published by different publishers, you know, like mm-hmm. instead of um, like people taking a chance on new authors instead right. of mm-hmm. like republishing other ones. That, yeah, that I'm interested. Information. Mm-hmm. I bet you the American Bookseller Association has that data somewhere. Probably. Well, let's look it up at some point. At some point, we'll do that. Feel free to link me it so that I don't look it up. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's some bookish news. That is some bookish news. That's some darn that's a lot news. That books. So, <clears throat> okay. How do you want to do this? Well, I've got a couple of. Uh, Specific dates. Um, well, okay. First of all, let's talk about. <laughs> so instead of being a month, this is a day. Okay. Um, ten ten is um, homeless day, homeless issues awareness mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to talk about this because the Lawrence Community Shelter mm-hmm. um, okay needs our support. And so if you're looking for um, some reading or. I don't know if you're yeah. just interested in this issue. Just, yeah. I think it's important to learn more about it Absolutely. because it is an issue that we're dealing with as a community. As a community. A lot of all communities over, are everywhere. With it. Yeah. Pretty much every uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so it's good to broaden your scope. And for a long time, that was just not a voice that was mm-hmm. put into literature at all. Right. Um, and then also I'm bringing it up because you are very excited to talk about the book you just am. read. I am. I am. So – um, okay, so first of all, I mean, I feel like The Glass Castle is, if there is a classic homeless memoir, mm. that would be it. Yeah, Jeanette Walls. Yes, right? mm-hmm. Jeanette Walls, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we have that in Book Club in a Bag. Um, it's uh, been republished so many times because it's just been very popular in classrooms and in book clubs and just individually. Um, and it's it's a story where I haven't read it in many, many, many years. Um, and I think I only read it the one time. Uh, but I have. You haven't read it? <gasps> I know. Girl! It's totally on my. Oh, I was hoping we could like. I know. It's on my like, yeah, you got to read this dif- dysfunctional family memoir. I mean, it's like <sighs> there's like a scene where like the mom's hiding candy from the kids and they're all starving. Like it, it <gasps> is so visceral. It's such oh. a visceral book. And it's also, if you want to talk about narrative nonfiction, this is like, this was the first time where I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is not just a story someone's right. telling me because mm-hmm. it is just so good. So, yeah, compelling and f- it's surreal and just, yeah, um, I would definitely, I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Um, one that I just uh, read about, it's a YA that came out a couple years ago in School Library Journal. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, so it's Where I Live by Brenda Ruffiner. Ruffiner. Um, it's a debut. Um, so it says, Lyndon Rose has a big secret. She is homeless and living in the halls of her small town high school. Her position as a school blog editor, her best friends Sam, Ham and Sung, and the promise of a future far away are what keep Lyndon under the radar and moving forward. But when cool girl Bia comes to school with a bloody lip, the damage hits close to home, too close to home. Lyndon begins looking at Bea's life and soon her in- investigation prompts people to pay more attention. And attention is the last thing she needs. Mm. Um, Lyndon knows the only way to stop the violence is to tell Bea's story and to come to terms with her own painful past, even if that means breaking her rules for survival and jeopardizing the secrets she's worked so hard to keep. Uh, again, this came out in 2018. Um, it was on Bustle's 
uh, anticipated YA contemporary books list Ooh. that year. Yeah, I was not um, aware of it until I just started looking into this. Yeah, so that sounds really good. Well, do you and want it, me to talk about this yeah, one real fast? Because yeah. this is like so. It sounds like there's boom, boom, boom. If you're looking, want to look at three different aspects, although mm, those, all those kids. Mm-hmm. But um, so this is a you know it's under JF, but it is absolutely so it's, all ages. you know juvenile fiction, but it's absolutely all ages. Um, it's so good. And it is uh, My Jasper June by Laurel Snyder. And um, this is, it got blurbed by R.J. Palacio, oh. the author of Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, she says this book is a treasure and it just really is. It's mm. just so beautiful. It is beautifully written and really good. So it's about a girl named Leah who um, is very lost um, and has kind of a a secret of her own that um, it's sort of one of those, it's a secret, but not, um, mm-hmm. nobody talks about it. Her mm-hmm. brother died a mm-hmm. year ago. And so her entire family, her mom and dad have been shut down and mm-hmm. nobody knows what to say. So nobody talks to her about it and nobody mentions her brother's name. And um, so she kind of walks around with, it feels like an open secret kind of, because it's just never mentioned and she meets, um, and she's like, are no longer even really friends with the people she was friends mm-hmm. with because it's that's just something has changed. Yeah. Um, and she meets Jasper, mm-hmm. who is just this incredible spirit of a person, and they, you know, how you just sometimes like have that instant connection, mm-hmm. especially when you're a kid, you mm-hmm. just have those instant connections. And they're thirteen, thirteen, fourteen. And um, they have this instant connection, but Jasper has a secret of her own, and it is that she is homeless. Mm -hmm. And so um, she, you know, they make this beautiful kind of month of living, you know, sort of this magical life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, like, are a kid and you think, like, wouldn't it be great to, like— run away from home yeah. and live in the forest Foster and mm-hmm. yeah and so that's like this book sort of draws on those like beautiful things at the same time it's touching on like the realities it's of- not you know what i mean yeah. like the reality of like this kid is homeless mm-hmm. and um and and when that you know when the the romance of like living in an abandoned house mm-hmm. bumps up against the reality of like yeah that you you just can't do that mm-hmm. forever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and what to do about that. And so it was just so thoughtfully written and beautiful. And Jasper and Leah are exactly what each other needs, and they find Aww. each other at the right time. But it really, I think, um, you know, talks about that, I think, makes, like, the the realities of being homeless, like, I don't know, makes sense to like the juvenile, you know, the JF yeah. crowd Yeah, who, you know, it's kind of well, interesting because, you know, you always, yeah, you have those dreams about like mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. I was back for children all Yeah, the I'm going to run yeah. in the woods. So, um, yeah, it was really, I, th- I just thought it was so good. And I definitely cried. Oh, yeah. You cried when you were telling me about it. I did. I was like, yeah. I know, a couple of yeah. times. And it was, it's just, it's just beautiful. So I highly recommend it. Well, it's. Interesting that if you wanted to just have like a multi ages thing, mm-hmm, you could mm-hmm. just do Glass Castle where I live and the Jasper, my Jasper June, just and just boop. like have yep. a giant intergenerational book discussion. Mm-hmm. So about the, these different aspects and yeah, 
Yeah, because then it sounds a little bit too like there are different it's levels very of like much different harshness. Yes, yeah, <laughs> while still having like themes of mm-hmm. like as a child, like it is, it's well, it's all you know, and so it's seems mm-hmm. um, it's normal to you, and uh, yeah. and there are parts that are like fun in that you're not right. Like, and and I think you know, like in in Jasper's case, like Jasper, Jasper lives alone, like not homeless oh, with geez. her family, but like homeless by herself Goodness. at fourteen. And so, um, you know, it is there's it was just it was just really good. I think that Laurel, the author, really did a good job of um, when it comes down to it, like what that really mean you know what mm-hmm. that really meant for that kid and that feeling like when you're a kid like you can't tell adults things mm-hmm. because they won't understand mm-hmm. and then being validated in that in some way yeah. but then also maybe not yeah being, you know maybe yeah. something still good comes of that so um yeah, because she, there she just could like when you're 13 and 14, you sometimes you cannot see a way out of something right. yeah, at all. Absolutely. And really, like there's a there's not usually a happy ending mm-hmm. in that scenario. So I was um I made a note. Uh, well, okay, I have not. I've still not read Evicted, which is one that I yes, I absolutely do need to. Do I'm that. yeah, I'm. I'm not usually super bossy about this, but you need to read it tomorrow. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. You need to read it this month. Okay. Okay. Yes, <laughs> but ma'am. But seriously. No, I know. The work you do I know. in the community. Well, this and I feel like really it's important. one of those it's one of those things where you feel like you've I've read like, like snippets of yeah. it uh-huh. or like I've read the stats or the stories in other things. But yeah, to sit down and just read it, I think it would be really good. It call. is. All right, fine. Someone join me in reading Evicted then this month. Yeah. I think this is a really important one for people to read because I know I've talked about it on here before, but I'll reiterate it. Like, it really humanizes the issue mm-hmm. because this is an ethnography. Like, he's embedded. He follows yeah. these people around. And you see um, – I well, think how you know, easy is, it is to get evicted. How easy it is to get evicted. How easy how, it is to how on the line so uh-huh. many people are living. Yeah. Um, how unscrupulous mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like people can be who are, you know, landlords. Um, and then also and just like what kind of chaos that causes you know, if you get evicted, then you know. You, right, then you have you an eviction from, on your – Yeah, right, mm-hmm. and you lose time from your job trying to look for a new place. You know, like it's all – it's just everything. <sighs> yeah. It's like punishment once, on top of punishment. Right, once the first one happens. And then – but it also – you know, it's like not also sentimental. Like the people who – these people have issues too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're not always making good decisions. Mm-hmm. They're not always making the best decisions. But I think the important thing about this is it – it kind of explains why that yeah. might be the case yeah, and makes it so like, you know, I don't always make the best decisions, but I have a safety net yes, under me. exactly. And so when I exactly. don't make the best decisions, it doesn't have like the life-changing, like, yes. you know, 
I can I can make dumb decisions all day long sometimes, and it's a little right, bit. It's a lug- it's, right. I have the luxury of like making some mistakes that mm-hmm. that don't hurdle me into the abyss. Exactly. And, and so I think that's so important because so many people are so judgmental about folks. Yeah. Without realizing. Without realizing that they also are, you know, they're just humans doing human things just like you are, mm-hmm. but they don't have, they don't have this the safety net mm-hmm. underneath them. And sometimes. Sometimes I, you lose that safety net. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Read well, it, people. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Cool. okay, good. What other day or month would you like to? Oh, we have a lot in here. Yeah. Mm, okay, I think the most important one of all of these oh, God. is oh, probably God. the American Cheese Month. Okay, I was wondering if that was the one. Yeah. <laughs> were you yep. thinking that? I was wondering which one you were going to do. All right. So uh, you've got some cheesy, some cheesy reads here. I do. So my question was, it's American Cheese Month. Like, I think I mean Kraft Singles. I... But- don't if you agree want with to expand I, that definition? I say no to that. Okay. Um, so the two books. I mean, a couple of American cheese <laughs> on a like uh, right on a grilled like cheese. Look, I like uh, like uh, I like the I like Vermont cheddar. I like no. I mean, I like, like I mean, like I mean, like <laughs> you mean like craft slices? Yes. Yeah. I can't eat those like by themselves anymore. Like I used to as a kid. But melted on some grilled cheese, dang! I'm probably not gonna be too mad at that. But I'm like, if I, I put that I in front of you, if I put bougie. that in front of you, and you see like the like just the fake cheese just melting in the yeah, it's just you're not gonna turn it down. I've become bougie. Oh yeah, yeah. I like bougie. I like we were bougie just grilled about cheese. Vermont cheddar. I yeah. do. Um, not well, just, yes. So, oh god, not, what? like white Vermont. Oh yeah, no, I totally extra know. sharp. Yes, absolutely. No, I can taste it right now. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so the two books that we recommend are One Hour Cheese, but you can't have it right now because I have it checked out at my house. Like how much cheese you can eat in an hour? No. Well, Because I can no. read that book. It's making your own cheese. You can make your own cheese in an hour. There's a number of cheeses you can make. Multiple? Mm-hmm. I knew about like. Mozzarella. Yeah. There's that's some like, other ones. That's like the beige of cheeses but, to me. But I mean, really good mozzarella is good. It but, is good. But yeah. Like that, what's that bell? Giorno mm. one or whatever. God, the one I'm in the so ball. Hungry. Stop mm-hmm. it. So sorry. Keep and going. Then Keep going. Cheese, a connoisseur's guide to the world's best. And this is written by um oh, I don't have his name. I ever forgot to put his name. But he is the maitre fromage of uh, a New York restaurant that I Picoline? Picoline? I think our so he p- picks piccoline. the cheeses for no. that restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a job. Like you can be well, the master of cheese. Friend of mine was a the the cheese not cheesemonger the fromagier for the Merck, mm. I think for a while, and so it's just like what? So your conferences would be so great. So he ha- also has a book called The Cheese Plate, um, which we don't own it for some reason. We might have to get it, but that seems important too because once you learn about the cheese, you're going to want to put them on a plate. I would like to. And eat them. Yeah, or so some then other you can sort of put surface. them in your mouth. Your mouth hole. Your and mouth then hole. you can see how many cheeses you can eat in an hour. <laughs> That's the next. All right. Well, so che- we don't have books for all these, but I would like to let you know that along with cheese, mm-hmm. it is also national. These are separate things, not just okay. all one thing. Pasta, pizza, pickled peppers, popcorn, pork, pretzels, pear, and pineapples. That sounds like a really good pizza, though. Put also, that all in a pizza. National Rhubarb Month. Don't forget that. I know, but that didn't go with I my didn't go. I know, but I had to throw There's that also in. S- 
there's also sausage and seafood. <laughs> and uh, there was something, was it something persimmons? Maybe? Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But there's a lot. You can pretty much eat any food, spinach lovers. You can pretty much eat any food. Uh, oh, yeah, spinach oh, lovers. Oh, my God. It's also tackling oh, it's, hunger month, which I feel like a, is a lit. <laughs> rhizomes and persimmons. Too. That's it. There's a lot of like, oh, but, and don't forget, you know, it's it's cookie month. Oh, God. Caramel month. Chili month. Oh, cookie um, caramel chili. Yeah. Cookie caramel chili. Well, um, chili month makes sense because it is October now. National Bake and Decorate month. Apple month. It's Apple Jack month. Like. I say, isn't the, that the booze that you make for my Oh, apples? I don't know. But you do have something. Um. Speaking of National yeah. Liver Awareness Month, <laughs> I believe you have some a little treat here for us. I don't think this is what they had in I mind. I love it though. But for Liver Awareness Month, I thought we should really read. figure out what it's used for. <laughs> Winter drinks, seventy <laughs> essential cold weather cocktails <laughs> by the editors of the Punch, and also Liquid Intelligence: The Art and Science of the Perfect Cocktail by Dave Arnold. That's wonderful. I would love to. I would love to. I would love to. Uh, you will be very aware of your liver and and its functions, and then and its functions. Maybe you can read a detox. You can book be afterward. like, "Hooray to Yay, the liver!" Thank you. I will tell you. I, I appreciate. I looked you. for some detox books, but um, only one of them out of the few that we had mm-hmm. seemed legit. That's what my question is. Yes, because it's can also- you actually detox your liver? I've heard that if you dr- – I've heard drinking like there, dandelion, oh. um, like if you make a – Dandelion tea or something? Yeah, dandelion mm-hmm. tea like made out of like dandelion greens, mm-hmm. that that is a good – Well, there are several uh, things that are like not the worst for yeah. your liver that mm-hmm. you can that you do can to be nicer to it. But uh, but if you really want to be aware of it, I would start – Stop by the Merck and get yourself some liver detox tea or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, what you bring up an interesting point <clears> though because it's also Health Literacy Month. And we, I put together a display on like verifiable health resources, and yeah. it's difficult, especially if you want to mm-hmm. do anything that's about like dietary restrictions mm-hmm. or um, or anything, because like often health and like we've talked about before, health and weight are conflated, right. um, and like there's books like Health at yeah. Every Size, which. Um, mm-hmm. Is Did you nice put that and, on your display? Yeah, well, oh, it's checked out probably by you, Linda Bacon. You no, I don't have it, it but. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult to kind of find things that are legit. Right. So you want to look for things that have um, verifiable, like a bibliography in the back or mm-hmm. cited sources. Um, look for things that are kind of verified by like Johns Hopkins or Mayo Clinic or mm-hmm. um, or actual MD doctors, not just PhD doctors. Right. And not maybe somebody who's not a doctor at Dr. all. Dr. Spock. There was uh, there was one book I didn't write it down, but the premise of the book was like you can detoxify your liver by like thinking good thoughts. Kind of was it Marianne Williamson? No, okay, sorry, it right, might have been, okay. but I think it was something that was maybe on Hoopla or something like that. So that if, sounds like a load of Hoopla. If that's your gig, that that's out there, you if, can look for if it. If you wrote that. I'm sorry, I just said those things. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it is. Uh, I mean, there's not tricky. scientific proof that it works, but maybe there's no harm in looking at it. Yeah, I uh, I made a tea out of not dandelions, but weeds of other sort, plantain leaves. Did you? I don't know what it did, but it tasted pretty good. Okay, so um, 
Some other things, though. Uh, we've also got – I'm just going to stall. Oh, mm. well, it's Adopt a Shelter Dog Month, which I also feel like is a hint for you mm. and Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening, it's we time need to get another, another dog. dog. Yep. Um, dog number three, teeing up. Yep, ready for the to crazy. go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I would give a shout out to the Lawrence Humane Society, which is where we both got our dogs. Yeah, we did. And Do they have my a, two cats? Are they doing a deal like during Adopt a Ooh, I don't Dog know. Month? Like, is if it, they are, I'll link to it. Okay, um, they that do deals be, all the time. Yeah, they're, they're it might great. be good to ask them. Yeah, Do I one. bet they are. They're all up on things. Doing a deal. Doing a deal. Okay. Uh, what are your books? Well, so there's a beautiful one. It's available right now that I think I'm gonna check out. <laughs> That's uh, by Trayer Scott. It's um, it's called Shelter Dogs, and it's a picture book. I mean, no. not a picture book. It's a you know photography. That's the word. Okay, grown up picture book. Um, <laughs> and it's just like these doggos that look like they've had like they've seen some stuff, mm. and they're just beautiful, and it's their time to shine. And it's like it's those you know those dank dog photography books where you just you see into their soul and can we, stupid can stuff. Can we look at this together when we're done recording? Yes, although okay. I'm afraid it's a that we're going to then take a lunch break over at the Humane Society and get you a dog! But, okay, <laughs> sorry. Uh, also, though, um, okay, yes, also, though, if you wanted um, fiction, so David Rosenfeld, I've heard of his uh, mystery series. Um, it's often... Uh, beloved by people who like animal companions and uh, and just doggos in general because they're the dogs don't die. Farts. I don't. We think can Google so. that. I don't think. Yeah, there's the does the dog die? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And also, that's a very good thing. That's a good uh, resource to make a make yourself aware of. The, right. Does the dog does die? Does the dog at the die? End. Yeah. Com. Yeah. It's real, guys. Uh-huh. Look it up. Yeah, Marley and me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Spoiler alert. Old Yeller? Yes. Spoiler alert. Uh, But Collard is this one. And uh, so it says, Lawyer Andy Carpenter's true passion is the Terra Foundation, a dog rescue organization he runs with his friend Willie Miller. Willie Miller. Uh, All kinds of dogs make their way through the foundation, and it isn't surprising to find a dog abandoned at the shelter one morning, although it was accompanied by a mysterious anonymous note. But they are quite surprised when they scan the dog's embedded chip and discover they know this dog. He is the DNA dog. And then it's like, what's the DNA dog? You can hear learn more there. I'm not going to redo this entire thing. <laughs> what's but, the DNA dog? Uh, but so like it's about a shelter dog and it's a mystery surrounding a shelter DNA dog, dog featuring a shelter like dog. Like he sniffs DNA and, things? Well, you don't know. No. Have I, I ever think told it was you? Something imbi- like, uh, something about a kidnapping okay. uh, sort of situation. Have I ever told you about how my sister's dog would always sniff my eyeball and That's I just became weird. like convinced that I had eye oh, cancer. Oh yeah, it's like an eyeball and cancer. And that he was dog. one of those cancer sniffing dogs. Yeah, but really, but no. like, we, uh, like, yeah, I don't know why, but my eyeball. Right, yeah, no, that's he creepy. Loved it. That's creepy. I know. Yeah, because that's not like a usual dog target. It was real scary, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was. I was convinced, <laughs> but I don't think that it was no a cancer sniffing dog. Probably not because. That was years ago, and I my eyeball still. seems to still be hanging in there. I still see so. it. It's still right where it's supposed to be, I think. One okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of which, this month is like National Home Eye Health Month oh, or something. Oh, no, National Home Eye Safety Month. I didn't pick any books for that one. Wear your glasses. Wear your glasses. All right. Uh, do you want me to th- Yeah. Do well, well, the one that I wanted to hear oh, about oh, was oh, oh. Um, was you talking. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, this is so it's National Disability Employment yeah. Awareness Month. Yeah. I want to hear about the book that you just read for Social Let's Justice. Shitty chat about that. So we actually are, reading we're, we're reading yeah. it now. We're going to talk about it. Um, it's Lorraine Can. Oh, I'm going to like Can Canista. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, I know. We it. never write down. That's the things. one I didn't write down. Um, so that is. What's called? That's very. It's called um, more the same than different, and that one really does focus on like essentially. It, I can't even remember what the subtitle is, but it's essentially like how to how to not be an idiot around folks with yeah. with disabilities, like um, how to like not be discriminatory, how to um, you know interact with folks. Um, not, not make them more uncomfortable. Not be, yeah. not be uncomfortable yourself. Not do um, the whole like you're an inspiration, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. um, that's actually the title of a book. So, so we're reading that one. But there are a couple that I found that I'm actually um, on hold for these now because I really want to read them. One is called "The Pretty One" by Kia Brown. Um, she's a disability rights advocate. She's the creator of hashtag Disabled and Cute, the viral campaign. So um, thoughtful, inspiring, charming collection of essays exploring what it means to be black and disabled in a mostly able-bodied white America. Um, she has cerebral palsy, I believe. Um, Haben, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The Deafblind Woman Who Conquered Harvard Law by Haben Germa. Dang! I know, and she's from Atria, I think, or something like When's, that. When's um, Was she contemporary? Mm, yep. Dang. Um, and then Don't Call Me Inspirational, yeah. A Disabled Feminist Talks Back uh, by Russo, or, or Harolyn Russo. Um, oh, and there was another. Oh, I can't remember. Um, and then... Yeah, so that one is um, that one's actually I just, of those. That's the one I've heard of. The don't, don't call, call me inspirational. inspirational. Yeah, yeah, and that's an yeah. older one. But mm. Haben and the pretty one are, I think, both came out in like maybe twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. No, twenty nineteen. Nice. So they're two brand new. Excellent. Um, and I think um, the pretty one, as a matter of fact, actually seems. Um, I like that it's essays, and I like that mm-hmm. you know that she's a disability rights advocate because I feel like it might even be a little more. Um, it's not just like here's my story, but yeah, it's a little it's, more like um, you know, here's a way to be mm-hmm. in the world. Everybody, mm-hmm. get with it. Um, so all of those are good, and I like that um, two of them are by authors of color. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think folks should be checking these out. Yeah, that sounds. Excellent. I mean, they are because that's why I'm on hold for them. Well, but. I was gonna say, yeah, no, they're checked out right now, but <laughs> they're well, checked out right now. Follow up, more the same than different is what I wish more people knew about respecting and including people with disabilities. Thank you, Lorraine Canistra. Canistra, Canistra. Okay, yes, and she's local. She's local. I believe she does maybe either lives here in town or lives very close. That's to freaking cool. Mm-hmm. We've got her book in a book club bag. Yes, uh, it was suggested by one of um, one of our community book clubs, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for a local author and um, something to increase your awareness and inclusivity and your brain. Right. Do go that. Go for it. Go yes. for it. All right. What do you want to talk about? Well, bringing it down. <laughs> Depression Education Awareness Month. Okay. I say this as someone who just fresh off the <laughs> my car from coming <laughs> from therapy. Fresh out the car. Fresh out the car coming to therapy. So... Uh, so, th- so October is Depression Education and Awareness Month. Um, shout out to the sad lamps that we have at the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some that are checkoutable, 
or circulating, if you mm-hmm. use that word. Um, <laughs> I feel like checkoutable is check more outable like, is yeah, it's like the more, more relatable. Yes. Yeah. Power to the people. These Able. books are checkoutable. There you go. Okay. Yep. I start wrapping. Uh, and then we've got this some that are in-house or in-library use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just used mine this morning. That's so a good idea. You know. To start it now. Yeah. Like, my birthday is Daylight Savings Time, November 3rd. If you mm-hmm. want to get me a present, I would say I would take longer days. That would be the present I would like. <laughs> Don't know if I can get that for you, but no. I... More daylight. Um, but, but sad yeah, lamps. Get, a, get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. Especially, like, it's like... Yeah, because you, you feel... Okay, this is personal. You feel like less of a loser when you are... Like, just your depression brain is less, like, critical mm-hmm. when you're using it before the depression hits to kind of stave yeah. it off. Yeah. Because you'd feel like, okay, you're, this is just... This is, like, my not... My currently not super depressed brain is, like, this is a good thing to do. Yeah. I'm going to continue this proactive. habit. Yes. This is a time yeah. of year that a lot of people, even people who don't Gosh. have regular yeah. old depression, year-round, yeah. year-round depression, um, get down a yes. little bit. Yeah. And, you know, it's and, and it's a physical, it's, biological, yeah. circadian thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, I mean, I think there's that, there's the feeling like it's just time to tuck in a little bit like we're like we're animals we are animals Mm -hmm. and so you know everybody's like it's time for some hygge it's time Mm -hmm. to feel good Mm -hmm. this is a little more than that Mm -hmm. it's like when you're when you just are like i just can't get out of bed today Mm -hmm. i can't i can't even yeah or you're feeling Um, yeah you're worthless or what have you you're not alone it happens to a lot of people this time of year and there are things you can do mm-hmm. to make yourself have a better fall mm-hmm. and winter. Yep. Always talk to your medical professional um, yes. before trying a new health regimen. Uh, <laughs> but um, once you talk to them and they're like, try mm-hmm. a sad lamp, then there's free ones here. Yep. Uh, we've got several. You can put them on hold. All right. That's my, that's my, that's my commercial for that. Thank you. Thank uh, you. What I will say, though, is that... Some books you could look into. One I wanted to pick out was Depression in Later Life by Deborah Serrani. Um, it's specifically about depression in later uh, Nazis, life. Not <laughs> <laughs> depression, but the general regular fun year-round okay. depression. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, and social isolation as you get older. Right. So um, this one was interesting. I had this recommended to me after I read Being Mortal oh, um, okay. about end-of-life care uh-huh. and just kind of taking charge of who you want to be for the rest of your life, however long that is. Um, and so this one has a nice it has a nice look at kind of environmental factors, uh, physical factors, and um, ways that people can kind of be a little bit more mindful about depression in their family members in later life and how it can show up, like as anger or as other things. Um, there might be some underlying underlying. Um, okay. Other things going on there. So that's one um, that I would highly recommend. Um, you look like you're pulling up something on your phone. I am because this reminded me mm-hmm. this book is actually coming out in the next year. It's called um, uh, The Hilarious World of Depression. Oh. I believe that's what it's called. Um it is, but it's also a podcast. It is a current podcast. <gasps> the Hilarious World of Depression is a series of frank, moving, and yes, funny conversations with top comedians who have dealt with the disease, hosted by veteran humorist and public radio host John Moe. Hmm. Depression is a vicious cycle of solitude and stigma that leaves people miserable and sometimes dead. Mm-hmm. And um, he 
like is doing this podcast and not writing this book as a way to destigmatize yeah. and to Normalize keep people and, yeah. keep people alive mm-hmm. and keep people um striving. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be um we can link to that. Yeah, I wonder if Maria Bamford's on there. She's my favorite comedian that talks about depression. I you know what? I wonder I wonder. Um they I Mark just Maron's sort of also like, had another podcast that mm-hmm. was I don't remember. I don't remember. But that'll be, we can maybe find that too. But that just, it just made me think, like, I was like, oh, yeah, we were, I was just talking about this with some other librarians about um, possibly bringing him to do a panel. Heck yeah. And um, bring him on our podcast. (laughs) No. You want to, do you want to do a podcast? Like, we can be funny and sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. (laughs) We can be funny and sad. So um, anyway, that just sparked that. Sorry, I nice. just no, jumped right good. in. Okay, that's good. It's all it's good to know, and I think that like um, there is a lot of stigma to it, and but I think that more and more resources are becoming available. More and more mm-hmm. people are kind of um, being more open about this being just a part of their lives and a thing that they're willing to talk right. about and help other people with. So um, hang in there, everybody. Yeah. Uh, well. Speaking of funny depressing, um, <gasps> Just Peachy is a brand new graphic novel by Holly Chisholm who – that's – all right, Just Peachy. Comics about depression, anxiety, love, and finding the humor in being sad. Uh, it's autobiographical um, – graphic novel. Autobiographical novel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, it's in de- adventures in dealing with everyday struggles, getting help, and just doing okay sometimes. Um What's like to live day to day with depression or anxiety and or anxiety. Uh, it's called an all too real cartoon um, and gives you something to empathize with while also kind of explaining the reason why depression and anxiety brain manifests the way it does. Mm. So uh, dark humor and cute illustrations. So that's my <laughs> jam. Um, boop, boop. Yeah. So the, and then that reminded me of um, Hyperbole and a Half by Allie Broche, um, who had that amazing blog, and I haven't heard yeah. from her in a while, which makes me concerned. No. But, yeah, I don't uh, know what she's up to. Maybe we should Google. Maybe we should call her. Somehow. Have yeah. her number. But. Along with her talks about her dog and on all sorts of things and her childhood antics, she does a really amazing yeah. um, couple of uh, extended, like, graphic yeah. Interpretation and I love so. her. I love her grip that her graphics are like Microsoft Paint. Yes. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's so good because that way you're not like, oh, of course. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're depressed, but you're an amazing artist. Yeah. It's like, nope, no, you're depressed, or, and you draw or like maybe me. you have to be amazing to do that on Microsoft Paint. I don't know, but whatever it is, it works. I love it. Yeah. Uh, one last one. Um, I just heard about this YA novel uh, called Who Put This Song On uh, by Morgan Parker, who um, I think it's her first novel, maybe at least first YA novel. But she wrote uh, the collection of poems called Magical Negro, I believe, last year. Who Put This Song On? Who Put This Song On? And so it's uh, a young lady who's struggling with coming to terms with her blackness in suburbia in a very white community. Um, and the thing that I found fascinating was um, – in like in her family um, or like in her peers, people see depression as a lack of faith, and mm. so how you mm. kind of reconcile with that mm. and have conversations, especially as a teenager, oh, like how boy. are you fighting up against those battles? Okay. So, who put this song on by Morgan Parker is one that I really want to look into. Hoo-ah. Well, okay. we're just this is a lot. We, so yes. What else? What I else want we to be through? sure that we get this in. Um, it is LGBT mm-hmm. History Month. 
which is, I think that's what it's formally called. It's not LGBTQ, which... QQIA. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say it all. QQIA. So, but the two books that I really was like, these Mm -hmm. are awesome. They're new. They're both new. Well, you know, this year was the 50th anniversary Mm -hmm. of Stonewall. So if you want to find a great book about LGBTQ, QIA history. This is your year. This is your year to do that. So, um, so this is it's. I think it's queer times design. It looks like oh, queer yes. X design. I look at this. Uh, Fifty years of signs, symbols, banners, logos, and graphic arts of LGBTQ. Um, so that one looks amazing. It's a really cool, like, gr- like graphics, illustrations, yeah. like posters. Just I think that will just a- appeal to folks who are just fascinated by It seems by like a super good that. coffee table book. Mm-hmm. I would say for a holiday book would be really Ooh, cool. It would, would be, be like cool. discussable and also just I'm super visually fascinating. making my Hanukkah ding, list ding, ding. right now. Yeah. So, and then the other one, Pride, the LGBTQ plus rights movement, a photographic journey by Christopher Meesum. Um, I think that one looked pretty amazing, and he's got like a long list of reasons why he's awesome. I think mm-hmm. this might this might have been the display that was up in the New York Public Library. Oh, neat! This summer, the photos from there. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I'm going to check that out and make sure I'm not lying about that. But I now all of a sudden my bells are ringing about that one. So um, that is important. I would also like to mention it's Family Sexuality Education Month. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I mentioned these books before, but I I really want to talk about For Goodness Sex, Changing the Way We Talk to Teens About Sexuality, Values, and Health by Al Vernacchio. Um, He's a queer man, and this is a very... Honest, progressive, amazing book, I think, for parents to read Mm -hmm. and to help them shift their thinking about sexuality Mm -hmm. and sexuality education because we are messed up Mm -hmm. from the education we got Mm -hmm. and our our Mm -hmm. complex relationship about being a parent and having kids and like that can really mess with what actually kids need to know. So that's this is a great book. I recommend reading it no matter what age your kids are. Um, because it will help you set a foundation for later. And I, uh, I have a friend who's in social work school, and she's reading it. I believe in one of her classes. Mm, and awesome, she gave a shout out to it. Yeah, yay! So also, if your kids are like way older than teens, read it. Yeah, maybe y'all can have like a you know a discussion uncomfortably the, yeah, about you, you know can. you can be the cool grandparent. How to, yeah, how to work through <laughs> maybe some uh, misinformation, some stuff. Happens. Yeah, um, there's a book called "Sex Is a Funny Word" by Corey Silverberg. That's actually for the young crowd, and that's also a very um, well reviewed. Um, by young crowd, do you mean like like it's it's for parents and littles okay, to read okay. together? So, um, sex is a funny word. Great book. And then I also always recommend um, Roby Harris. It's so amazing and it's perfectly normal, which I think are two really, really good. Okay, that's not one book. Um, no, it's so amazing and it's perfectly it's normal. It's perfectly normal. They are two books. Um, one is uh, for a little younger crowd, and one mm-hmm. is for the a little bit older crowd. Um, so you can look at those and decide which one or both that your mm-hmm. kid needs. Cool. And so you know that's what I always recommend is that. You know, there there's tons of good stuff out there. Just take a look at it, mm-hmm. and and even and like we, as weird as it is, like the American Girl, the care and keeping of you. Oh yeah, and yes. um and the guy book by Mavis Jukes. Those are two books that I always recommend. That's the American Girl book skews a little younger. That's kind of more for tweens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy book, 
maybe is like tweens and older. Mm-hmm. And so you might just take a look at those two if you're like have kids who No, I remember I think I read that with specific... my little mm-hmm. um and uh it also talks about like hygiene and some really neat things that are kind of difficult conversations involved extremely difficult conversations to have in yeah. our culture. But and you know what I realized I did not put on here and I'm gonna do some research. Um but they're there and maybe there's just not some good ones. These books are very progressive, and I think they do address some things. But like, if you if you're a parent with a queer teen, mm-hmm. um, you, there are probably like some good books, hopefully, mm-hmm. that talk about like how to talk about actually, that with your kids. Yes, you actually, I don't know the exact title of it, but I know we the library has a copy of um, like a gender identity workbook that you can work with okay. your teen on. Um, yeah, and just like, kind of exploring the topic of gender identity and sexuality. Uh, yeah, and, so that might be a really good yeah. good one to like get yourself up on because you know, right? What was the stats I read? Like, was it? 51% or something, 53% of Gen Z consider mm-hmm. themselves queer in some way. Gen Z is 13 to 20. They're so, my dream generation. I know. So um, do not think that you don't need to know this stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. 53%. Yeah. Well, and like chances are even if your kid somehow is in that other – the minority right. of – no, <laughs> then they've got friends. Yeah, they've got friends. And you can be that great – the great parent who is mm-hmm. the person that people can come talk to because queer oh, kids really yeah, need somebody beautiful. to talk to. Or like the aunt. Yep. Or the whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Or that we need a we need a non-binary word for aunt and uncle. The parental sibling. <laughs> <laughs> the adult support unit. Um, um, uncle. The uncle. <laughs> I don't know. But we need we need something. But like there's that. yeah, we do. But yeah, like uh, you know, there it's uh, so many queer adults like say, like if I just would have had mm-hmm. one Person. One person and there's so many so, queer oh people who aren't here because yes. they didn't have somebody to talk to. So absolutely. <laughs> so please educate yourself and yes. be that person. Yeah. Um. Um. Well, do you want to talk about menopause? Oh yeah. That <laughs> do we have like time? A lot of fun. Uh, we like, we've got time for menopause. <clears throat> well, like the let's other related in. menopause and midwives. Let's squeeze in. Um, just real fast, a couple of recs for both of those, okay. and then we'll go on to um, other library stuff. Okay. Well, this, like you suggested earlier, get something by the Mayo Clinic or whatever. So <clears throat> there's the menopause solution by the Mayo Clinic. Straightforward information. Mm-hmm. I think very accessible for people. And then the more mm-hmm. psychological part like, of, yeah. of midlife is what would Virginia Woolf yeah. Do. <laughs> I thought you were going to make fun of me. No, you did it. By Nina Loris Collins. Um, and you mentioned that before. And I'm yeah, glad you're bringing talked it up about again. that before. So that's just a really good, like, examination of all things being a midwife or midwife, midlife femme, I yeah. guess. Yes. Um, and yes. then midwives. Uh, midwives by Chris Bohalian. 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 Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I've said that wrong my entire adult life. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, it's like two H's. Oh, Chris! No, it's like I know B-O-H-J. it's a J and an H. Yeah, but but like J is often an H in other languages. Well, yeah, but I don't know what. Okay. Anyway, I think <laughs> Oh, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so I think I've mentioned this before. If you haven't read this, um, I would. I the way I would sell it very quickly is that as I was reading it, I kept forgetting that the author was a dude, and I tweeted the author and said, "Hey, Chris." 
As I was reading this, I kept forgetting that you were a dude writing this mm-hmm. it's from a, um, a female perspective. And he wrote, that's the best compliment I've ever received in my life. So there you go. That's the selling point. You can look up the description yourself. Okay. Uh, Amy McKay wrote The Birth House, which I read. I went on like a little Midwest fiction journey. I remember sometime. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's World War One era Nova Scotia. Um, she's a village midwife. Um, she was born with like a call over her face. Um, and she's like a generational calling to be a midwife. Um, it's like clashing between science and tradition. Uh, it's not a light read, but it's very much of a page turner. And yeah, it's so good. I think you'll love it. It's very place time based. So I think you'll be like. Yes, I'm in Nova Scotia. I I thought yeah. I know it's like midwives and Nova Scotia. Yeah, like done. My two, I have a cop. I actually own a copy soup, of it. Ooh, yeah, my soups jams, and it sounds like it's time to read that. Yep. And then I just want to throw in Ina May's guide to childbirth. Mm-hmm. Ina May Gaskin, who uh, is the, um, the midwife who started midwifery. the farm. Yes, mm-hmm. the queen of midwifery. Um, uh, actually, spiritual midwifery is the book I read mm-hmm. when I was getting ready to have my babies. I had mm-hmm. all three of my babies with midwives. Um, outside of the hospital, and that one was my fave. We don't own it. Um, I think, I don't Maybe know. Maybe we if, didn't. Someone ran off with it. Yeah, probably. Someone ran off with my copy. I don't know where it's at. I loaned it to somebody, and it is gone. Which is not the sound <laughs> you that babies make. You met another, and <laughs> you were gone. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Um, do you know that? No, <gasps> I don't. None of that made any sense to me. Oh, I, I'm going to sing that whole song for you when we're not mm. on the mic. Lucky me. It's it's from Hee Haw. Okay, cool. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, what did you say there was? Some other also, one? there's no shame in not having a midwife. I'm just saying, there's a many ways to have birth, give have birth and give birth. <laughs> I did not. I did, no, I know. I, I know. Not I at all. Say no, anything. I know. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. It's more just. I just want to do my part in you the mommy wars. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what's interesting about that? We just had that conversation. I'm going to say this real fast. Like when I was having my son almost 24 years ago, um, it was hard to find information yeah. about having a baby with a midwife. Oh God, yeah. It was hard to find information about having your baby outside the hospital. Yeah, it was so shame. It was hard to find information about breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. It was just like those were yeah. all things. Everything was hospital yeah. formula. Right. Those don't were know. all things that you had to really push hard to get that information and have for. the like privilege of being able to look for that information. Right. It was very difficult. And you know, mm-hmm. it was a little. It was just as the internet was getting started. Mm-hmm. So in fact, that's I found. No, I found are my midwife from through it listserv. Nice. Um, and so, but now. Like when I I talk to my friends who have had babies very recently, they are tired of being told about <laughs> natural childbirth. They mm-hmm. don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear about breastfeeding. Right? They're tired. Like From stop forcing other, yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Like don't it's force so me to do this. Don't force it? me to do that. And I just think like, oh my gosh, I fought so hard to have the privilege to have that. Uh huh. And you're like, maybe I'll breastfeed. That's maybe I won't. The I don't. Of you know. Choice. Yeah. And so I'm just like. Wow, like yeah, it's, it's real different. Although um, I found my midwife on a listserv is maybe one of uh, <laughs> the more like time and place like mm-hmm. sentences. <laughs> I found my midwife on a listserv. Well, I did. I know you did. I did. Beautiful. Um, I yeah, don't know if we had any more things. I think we've got some. We got plenty. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's a lot of things. So yeah, October's a quite a month. We just throw it at you guys. Sorry well, about that. so that's probably that's the it. end of our book recommendation. That parts. is probably the and end. And now what we're going to talk about is what's happening in what's, and around your library. What's happening? What do you got? Oh, God. Do you- 
Well, do you have you that? had you had a few visiting I authors. Did. I could I could do like a what I'm not doing, but what? all right. Well, I just wanted to mention this. Well, I guess this is a lie. We have more book recs for you. I just wanted to mention that um, we try to stop. We, we, we can't stop. Annalie Newitz, mm-hmm. Kise Lemon, mm-hmm. and Ben Lerner. Mm-hmm. And I know we just recently Attica Locke. Attica Locke was just here. Um and some others. Well I don't know. Someone can yell at us. Yeah. We might if please if we forgot. We've had a lot of authors. We've had this has been like a super awesome month. Shout out to the Raven, yeah. who we partner with. And to Kristen for um, and to Kristen, these our, our programming and events coordinator, because um between Kristen and Danny. Mm-hmm. We we're they have literary. been we're working, a lit hub. We are. We they have been working so hard to bring amazing, amazing authors to mm-hmm. our community, and I hope that you. I mean, Kese Lehman. We 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 didn't well, bring him. Well, that's Ku. Ku brought them, but like what else? We'll take credit. Um. Yeah. So if we can find some other ones, we will plug those in mm-hmm. when we're doing the show notes. Well, there is a very large literary event coming up in six months. There is. What is do, it? Da, Dolly? Do, da. Paper planes, yeah. which is this amazing planes like, like like the great planes, like the great planes. That's what I think is it's so cute. such a great name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Meredith from Wonder Fair came up with that name. That's awesome. I want to give props to her because I think That's she really did. Clever. It's so good and like and Iris Iris Cliff, Cliff did the amazing is, yeah design. a local oh, artist God, who does this so incredible good. design. So um yeah Iris that's in six months. And I just want to say, like, the big headliners, because that's what I can think of off the top of my mm-hmm. head. Um, Colson Whitehead. <laughs> I see. I've not been able to say his name. Yeah. I, I know. To... It was under it was yeah. under wraps. But it's out now, guys. Colson Whitehead is going to be Whitehead in Lawrence. is going to be here in Lawrence, <laughs> April 23rd through 26th. You got to get tickets. You got to be there. That's crazy. Um, Natalie Diaz. Oh, yeah. Going to be here. Yes. Incredible. She's yeah. an incredible poet. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. She is. Like you got to be here. Uh, Grady Hendrix yes. is going to be Old here, buddy. Um, and he's going to do some kind of interactive. Like it doesn't surprise me. I know it's going to be he's like so weird. in. He's so weird, and I he's going to do something crazy, and I think it's going to be really fun. And you really need to mm-hmm. go to that. Um, it is like. We've got some local authors, mm-hmm. um, Tessa Gratton mm-hmm. and Natalie Parker. They are he- going to be here. They're bringing um, their friends. Um, <gasps> Julie Murphy's going to be yeah. here. Justina Ireland's going to be here. A deep, a deep promise, which we didn't talk about here. in the depression awareness. Darius agrees. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Why By the we? way, just a shout out to that book. Which I mean, is we did talk about that book. So we have it several times. If you but, have not listened to that oh episode of this podcast, go find Darius the Great is not okay because it is the only excuse for not listening to the podcast is if you're just listening to or reading the book first. <laughs> That's literally the only thing you're be doing. The, it's such a good. It's, but he's gonna be here, and I'm gonna like. Poop. He's gonna be here. Oh, mm-hmm. please yeah, don't wear a diaper. I'm not gonna get it on him. I mean, I want him to feel out welcome. of excitement. What if that's like <laughs> welcome? <laughs> anyway, that's terrible. But he's also um, there's a sequel to Darius coming out. Mm-hmm, you can find mm-hmm, more info mm-hmm. on his Instagram. God, we are packing I a might, lot. In that might be in that book. So, oh, yeah. um, oh my god, I know. I'm so excited. 
Okay, let's just. So, anyways, I um, paper planes is gonna be paper planes is gonna be yeah. There's gonna be so many. So there's gonna be like a track, like a YA track on Saturday. There's going to be all kinds of things going on at all different times, and we're also doing book club speed dating in association on the Sunday. We'll be doing book club speed dating as part of paper planes this year. Where? Maselli's still? We, I don't know if we're doing it at Maselli's or if we're maybe we're moving to Ava and Jake's. Whoa. Okay. Oh, and be huge. doing wow. and doing like a huge oh, you one. Oh, guys, it's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. We're probably gonna recruit you. So just cool. FYI. <laughs> well, we are I'm, I'm doing book of speed dating in November. Yes. This, yeah. You're recruited. Yep. Um, well, real quick, have you been doing anything other than reading? Anything? I just bought 20 peony plants, bare root peony plants. I got that's amazing. Twenty. That's a lot of them. We got a little ambitious. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I ordered them through Angela, who works here. Cool. Is Ruby gonna help Um, you plant them? I don't think so. But she just dug up a peony for me, and then I let it drown (gasps) accidentally. Don't tell her. Okay. I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Um. So here's a different Ruby. (laughs) (laughs) Different Ruby who gave me a different peony. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never done this before. I am. I have made of like a little promise to myself that I am going to just do things. Yes. I'm not going to read about them. Oh, God. I was just talking about For years, yes. yeah, I'm yeah, not exactly. going to make yeah. notes about it. I am going. Yes. I am reading about well, it. Sure. I am making You're notes. But I am. Yes, that is. I can't. It's like, just try it's congenital. It. I have to do it. Let's but, Nike this. But just I can read it. two books or three books about yeah. it, not, not 20 like, or 30. I'm going to be an expert in this before I even <laughs> right. try it. Yeah. Um, that's a little problem I have. And so I that is what I am doing. I believe they are coming. I'm doing the farm tour this weekend. The oh, Caw yeah. Valley Farm Tour. We're doing it You're full be on. Peony watch. Two whole days. Yeah. But they're coming soon. And so I like when I get home from the when I get home and Ben Lerner is done. So, like Ben done. Lerner will have been here. Yeah. Um I will be out digging up the places to put I don't even know cool. exactly where they're going. Just try it. Honestly, so my garden is a hot mess. Um, my whole yard is a very extremely it's warm very mess. It's very wildernessy. It is. But there are some things where I was like, I'm just going to try this, and some things that don't work out. But other things did, and mm-hmm. it's like, dang, cool. I'm glad I just did that. Yeah. Other things, I'm like, dang, I wish I would have read more. But that's <laughs> not, for the most part, it was just yeah, like, hey, throw that out there. See what happens. Nature's going to do its thing. I'm getting a little less. I'm, I've been so nervous. Mm-hmm. I need to... Um, transplant like half of my irises because mm-hmm. they're they're oh yeah they're so close together they're not even they didn't even bloom this year yeah, too like all the leaves came up and they didn't oh, bloom because all the energy went to the leaves so I have to and like Angela who works here at the library was like ah just dig them up like she owns a she owns a far, lark, lark lark flower farm uh, yeah um if you want to order flowers yeah, order great. from Angela because like, her stuff is amazing but she um. Like said, oh yeah, you can just dig those up and just throw them over your shoulder, and they'll just essentially like take. I mean, maybe that was a little like hyperbole. A soldier, maybe that was hyperbole yeah. and a quarter. Mm-hmm. But like it, <laughs> see what they did there. Yeah, but um, but no, she's like, it's so easy, and yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I trust you. Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily broken, you guys. Oh, All right, what are you doing? This has become a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, spent a weekend in Minneapolis and went to a beer festival where oh, I drank my weight in like 12% beers. It was real nice. 
I had a You're lot of water. Six a lot foot of food. One. Yeah. That is not an insignificant so many amount beers. of beer. No, I didn't have that many. But I think altogether <laughs> we all probably did. But uh and then though the most important thing was that I was introduced to the world of having um a smart assistant in your home. Uh I spent several days with Mr. Uh Hey Google, uh the Google Assistant. Uh-huh. And every night I would say, Hey Google, play me some thunderstorm sounds or hey Google. Play me some uh, ocean sounds. And Brandon made fun of how I was saying it. Hey, hey, hey Google. Google. Do you know if you say thank you, mm-hmm. sh- she will reward you for well, saying so thank now, you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you. if you're you... polite to Hey Google, it will reward you. I, uh, I I cheated on Google, and now I have Alexa. I've got two Echo Dots in my house. <laughs> they both came last night. One of them mm-hmm. is in my living room. The other one's in my bedroom. One of them I call Echo and the other one I call mm-hmm. Alexa just so I can get them straight in my head. Mm-hmm. And last night, Alexa sung me to sleep uh, and drowned out my cat's screaming sounds in the middle of the night. <sighs> yeah. Now, and then this morning I said, Alexa, it's morning. And she said, the weather is blah, blah, blah. And then she walked me through a minute guided meditation. It was amazing. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I know. No, okay. You should do, you should Here, do it. You but do here's it. the thing. Let's let are, the are robots you, take over. Right. I was like, aren't you worried about having a little spy in your house? Because it listens to everything well, you, you say. Well, you can mute it. You can mute it. Or unplug You can always unplug you it. Can, yeah. Also, my phone is... You can unplug it, but it I'll does... I'll be like, I need new shoes. And listens, I bet you my phone yeah. is going to give me some ads for shoes. They're now, all mine listening. is too, because my phone's sitting mm-hmm. here. Thank you. Probably needs new shoes. <laughs> I do. No, the robot overlords are already taken over. I think I've just, you know. We've just accepted it. I went a year without the internet. I went many years without a TV. Now you are running now I would full like, face, I know, I think full I'm frontal gonna, hug I'm right into. I'm just hugging <laughs> this robot. I know. I'm going to get some outlets where I can be like, Alexa, turn on the porch lights. And then it'll be like, Bink, done. And then like music that I like will play. And then like a freaking coffee maker will turn on or oh, whatever I want it to wow. do. You're yeah. going. You're going. Oh, whole I am hog. Whole hog. Oh boy, um, yeah. No, I. It sometimes I actually forget. And like I was making this last weekend was Rosh Hashanah. Mm-hmm. I was making a roasted beet dish mm. with beets, um, sweet potatoes, and apples. And I was like, "Hey Google, do, do you, you have do this? you have a recipe for?" Roasted beets. You have a Google Home? I do. How the farts did I not know that? I don't, because I don't, it oh. may, I have mixed feelings about it. It makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. It makes me nervous. And, and but like, yeah, this And morning, I use it, and yeah. it, like, does cool things, but then also I'm like, oh, we just, like, I just had a really intense conversation with one of my children, oh, and, see, I, and then here it is, you and can, I didn't unplug it. I can teach you how to it. turn it off, or you can say, like, um... Mute or whatever the heck. Oh, really? There's hey, a Google, command. mute? Yeah. Like there's a little, well, at least on the, um, the dot, I can press this button and it stops listening. Really? And then you can delete, you can listen to all of your, the things that it's recorded of you and then delete them. I might need to do that. Yeah. It could be embarrassing. But we have, well, we have this a lot, morning, we have a I lot was of like, conversations in our family. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, that makes sense. It's uh, every night at dinner, somebody's like, who's going to be the first person to say something inappropriate at dinner? And Aww. then it's always like, well, you did it. Like, Yay. you're the first. Good job. That's probably a lot more than you need to know about my family. We've but said a lot on this podcast. We do. We're just more juvenile. Me and you. Yes, and, yeah, and, and also family. my family. Yeah. Well, this morning I picked all of my green tomatoes because apparently you could do things with green tomatoes. Uh, didn't know. And uh, I just picked them all, and I'm, like, cleaning them, and I was like, Echo, which is the living room one. I was like, 
That's hilarious. Echo, tell me what I can do with green tomatoes. And then it starts reading me this entire step-by-step thing about how to make relish and was like, should I send it to your phone? And I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> should I send it so to your phone? So now I've got, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I'm cleaning the tomatoes. It's giving me step-by-step. I could repeat that. Oh, God. It's a whole yeah. thing. I totally forget this but because I don't, like, I just walk over to the microwave and I put in, Ooh, like, a timer. timer. Yeah. And so my son will be cooking and he'll be like, hey, Google, set a timer for eight <gasps> God, minutes. That's so beautiful. And I'm yeah. like... Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's a thing you can let's do. Let's get you. Let's get you fully integrated into a robot society. <laughs> All right. Yay. Okay. God, this is taking way too long. We have. We had a long. Thank you for sticking with us. Hey, Google you and guys. Alexa, tell us to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. This is. We had. A, we had a, this was. Oh fun. yeah, you can listen to podcasts on it too. <gasps> oh, you guys. Oh my Hey Google, God. Hey, listen Google. to the Book Squad podcast. Play the best podcast in the world. <laughs> All right. Uh, Happy reading. Happy robot overlords. Happy reading. (laughs) That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library. <laughs>